Bienvenidos a la Midwest Flyways podcast. I am your host, Joey Vasallo. And to my left, we have a Kalnas. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hello, hello, hello. Bienvenidos, bienvenidos. And then also across from the table, we have a strong stench coming yeah. from our friend Very. Gavin Coles. <laughs> Say hello. Hi, guys. What up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, welcome to the Midwest Flyways podcast. Bienvenidos, enjoy, Joey. What are we going to talk about this guy? Today? Dude, we're going to talk about some spotted cow, and we're going to talk about Gavin's lack of experience in the hunting community. Thank you so much. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> you bendejo. Hey, hey man, don't call me by my first name. Take man. it easy. Take it easy, okay? <laughs> Joel. Joel. Yo, Joey. <laughs> what up, dude? Not much, guys. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good, man. What are we actually talking about with him? Oh, dude. We're just going to talk about... Again? I don't know. He's the he's the dog guy. You oh, know? we're not we're not doing the dog thing again, are we? I Let's talk about like, something People like the dog thing. Did they? Here's the thing for people that don't know. We hang out with Gavin a lot. <laughs> one of our best friends. So thanks for making it seem like you guys just dragged me along as the ugly neighbor kid. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome, dude. I mean, you said it, not me. But <laughs> I hope you step on a Lego later from your soon-to-be child. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, that's dude. That's Lego world is real, for dude. You, she's right gonna now. be a fucking architect, and you don't even know. There's gonna be dude, so, so many. First Legos. thing I'm purchasing that child is a fucking drum set. <laughs> I can't wait. It's gonna be Tambourine City in here. Man, I gotta be honest, dude. I don't know if his kid's gonna be into drums. Oh, I'm going to make every loud toy possible Joey's, Joey's yeah. gift. Okay. Cowbell. Cow We're gonna go every kid's Uncle, into cowbell. Yep, yep, yep. We're going to go over to Uncle Gavin's house quite a bit during yeah. the day because Roy is, Roy is for sure going to make more money than me, so I'm going to be the <laughs> stay-at-home dad, which means... Buddy, it's not hard to beat like 20 grand a year. I know, I know. <laughs> and now, it. And Dude, speaking easy, of 20 grand, and the reason why we I only make 20 grand a year is because you guys aren't buying enough merch, so why don't you go on our website right now... <laughs> MidwestFlyways.com slash shop and oh go buy God. our brand new shit. <laughs> it is super dope, oh, dude. Oh, it's fucking I think lit. it's super. I like it. Dude, I the, love it. The slate blue, gray, yes. long sleeve it's, pocket. Dude, oh my God. You know what? It's killer, if, man. If you, I if only you got chew, to see the logos and I was all about the logos, yeah. but I haven't seen the actual stuff. Yeah. Cal drew it himself. The dick goose was him. <laughs> Easy. You guys, you guys remember That's our that trademark, dude. You guys remember <laughs> the uh, the goose logo that we had that last year. Similarly, it's on the new hats. It similarly resembles the WPA goose. Um, Connor's girlfriend redrew it and made it even better. And Gavin thinks that its dick is hanging out when there's clearly two feet hanging off the back. No, it's and just the white line between the feet looks like a penis hanging there. If you look at it. So guys, if I you want to get yourself, it. and I don't see it still. So like if I'm you guys want to get a penis it. goose, go on our website. Um, Gavin will pay for half of it himself. He'll pay for all the shipping, and hey, then Gavin we've got the new duck is covering logo. your shipping. <laughs> and we've got I'm, the new. Duck I'm logo. poor, so don't expect can I, much. Can I finish plugging? Yeah, our, it's really disrespectful, our Gavin. Slash shop. Up, so we got slash shop, and we've got the new duck logo in some sick ass quality clothing. Really cool gear. We love the pocket tees, and the sweatshirts are so expensive right now, <laughs> and that's because of the supply and demand. We but will make it, zero dollars on But it. is it worth what you're paying for? Absolutely. Yeah. And is well, it a good honey color? Yeah. It is. All anyway. right. Gavin, 
Can you What's please, up? can you just like run me through a summation of what your thought process is on, wow. Slurring out. Nah, dude. Can you run me through? <laughs> on what? Nah, he, ha- he has half a spotted cow and he's just, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey man. All right, Gavin, can you run me through a summation of what your season looked like this year? <laughs> um, it wasn't terrible. I mean, we had some good hunts in there and some good times. Um, some really good times. Yeah, some really Not good times. Some the good blonde necessarily, but some good times. I would say when I actually got to hunt because of work, I got some pretty good ones in. Um, like that Nebraska trip killed that. No, no, no. That almost <laughs> broke my dog and my wallet. That almost broke and my fucking mental health. Yeah. Um. No. Early goose was kind of shitty. I had weddings and stuff, so I didn't get to hunt until the last weekend. But the last weekend was good. Riley and I shot a two man in like twenty minutes. And then we shot, yeah. And then we shot a five man the next day in like ten. Why don't you Why don't you tell everyone about your opener? Because I've never Ooh. heard, I haven't heard about an opener like that in Minnesota, in like this section of Minnesota, oh. in a long time. She was a barn burner. Um, <clears throat> so they opened Robos as everyone from Minnesota knows for us to use an opener. So we were actually going to hunt the cornfield. Matt and I hunted on Sunday. We were going to hunt Saturday, and it had like 150, 200 geese, about 100 mallards, and about 50 wood ducks in it. And we so were going to put, shit. it was going to be a good shoot and it was going to be a good early season shoot for Woody's coming off the nearby pond and everything else. I've had some really good early morning wood duck shoots in there while hunting geese in mid October. So I was banking on like redoing that silage hunt again. This um, is duck opener. Yeah, this is duck opener. And this is a, a cornfield. Yeah, it's a cut silage yeah, yeah. field right by right. town. So you know, was, so there, was there poop all over it too? No, nothing. Really? No, if Tom, Tom spreads a little later, so I was, I was in the clear for that. Um, but no, I was scouting it with Matt and we're hanging out and there's going to be, I think there was going to be seven of us. And then, um, a friend of mine, Adam Hackamiller called and said, Hey, like we're hunting a field. We don't really know how to hunt <laughs> and we don't have enough gear. Would you mind coming with and kind of helping us with a standing court hide with some ideas and then bringing your trailer? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. We'll come. I said, but can you handle this many people? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, I got seven. He goes, well, we have six. I was like, okay. Yikes. We'll, we'll make it it's work. It's standing corn. It's standing corn. And I was like, well, how many are in there? He goes, there's probably 700, 800 mallards and then like three to 400 geese. And I was like, oh. And you trusted his scout? Um, not really. See, no, that's, I, won't, that's... I, won't, I won't lie to you. <clears throat> I trusted it to a point. I know Adam is like you. He, he does Ken Scout good, but he over-exaggerates the number. <laughs> For sure. Um, he definitely likes to embellish a little bit. So I, I figured there was... Probably three, three or four hundred mallards, mallards. Yep. and probably two hundred geese. Which still, with the geese we'd been seeing work on that side of town, I knew would be fine. What can were you going to say? Can I? No, no, no. Just, you cannot. It's not that I intentionally embellish. It's just he just I can't, can't fucking count. No, That's I what just the problem is once you get over two hundred, my brain is just like I don't know if it's ten thousand or a hundred thousand. No, it's honestly. not that. I don't think it's that even. I think it's anything over two hundred. You instantly call me and go, dude. There's like 8,000 geese, and I don't know what to do with myself. Stop. That's real. Um, either way, um, so I trusted Adam Scout. I showed up to, or I showed up in the morning, I think, like two hours ago. Mm. We shifted kind of where they wanted to set up a little bit towards like the bottom side of this hill thing that I kind of liked with a little water depression. I think we set out like 10 dozen goose decoys and then like eight, nine robos, and we got in and just sat there, and then shooting light comes and we have not seen a bird in the air nothing and i was like this is interesting i thought you had said there was birds early in the morning here and then it's like a switch flipped (laughs) we had a flock of 50 do it literally to five yards we caught that 
we cut like four more flocks of 20, which were real fun. And then we started really like counting and realizing we were only shooting mallards and we were knocking down a lot of hens, which was not ideal. Only like literally 15 minutes into the morning. Cause once it started happening, it was like every two minutes you'd have a flock come and they'd do the same thing. They'd go out, they'd button hook and they'd come right in and it was perfect. Um, and then it went through like a 20 minute lull. And then that's when the, uh, the blonde happened. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You should yeah, have yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm getting there. Um, so there was a five pack that kind of came out kind of goofy and like, it looked funny from a, a long ways off cause the sun was right. And Riley and I kind of looked at each other, kind of looked at the flock. We're like, well, that's weird. Something doesn't look right in there, but you couldn't really tell what it was. And then it, we called it, it called that, it called that it, we battled that thing for like 10 minutes it hit another group of five that came out and we thought, oh, for sure these are going to go somewhere else because that other group of five was cruising. And they like kind of button hooked and came a little closer and then they turned and bailed out and we got on them on the calls and then they turned again and I was like, okay. Every time they would turn, you'd see like the wings flash and hit the sunlight and I was like in disbelief. I'm like, there's no way that's what I think it is. And I kind of still had the feeling and I'm like, no, I don't believe it. And then Riley, of course, to my left goes, Gavin, do you see those wings? And I was like, yep. And he goes, that's for sure a blonde. I was like, I've been battling that thought for about the last three passes. And it just kept passing closer and closer each time. Mm-hmm. Finally, on what felt like the 10th pass, it came into like 30 yards and just gave it up. They both banked in. Adam actually to my right called out bottom bird. And it was not the bottom bird. I was the only one that followed it correctly. It was the top bird. So everybody went bottom two. I went high and I dumped it on my third shot and I dumped it literally two feet from the ground and everyone else was already running out to get the other two thinking it was one of those. And I walked three feet from the corn and picked it up and I was the only guy to shoot at it. So I got to claim the blonde as mine. And then I think we only shot like two or three more flocks, but yeah, we ended with 50 total ducks and then I think 11 geese, 61 birds total and opener in, I think it was 57 minutes. And for, for most people listening, they're from all over the country, right? So Yeah, we can only shoot four mallards. Right, but I was going to say, getting on a field hunt for duck opener is pretty uncommon. It's, it's weird. It's pretty I've uncommon. only done, granted I've only, I guess not only, but I've been hunting since I was seven around Minnesota. I think I've been on three field hunts around home. For opening day, for duck opening day. Usually, like second weekend, I've had a couple where it's flooded and stuff like that. But the one year it was flooded, we hunted the Meadow One opener, which was dirty. Mm -hmm. And we shot like a 10-man. And then we did this hunt. And then I've done one in that field where we've done reasonably well. Um, That was a good day. But that was in high school. You know, um, when I was in Kansas this uh, January, Mm -hmm. when my transmission broke down, uh, we were hunting this creek. And these two, these like two ducks were circling, circling, circling. And it was a weird situation with the sun. So these ducks would bank and it was a super tight, narrow creek. And the sun, like you were cold as shit down in the bottoms. But like the tree, the sun was beaming through the trees, like across the top of the trees. So when these birds would hook, I'm just like, holy shit, that's a blonde mallard. It was a hen. And it'd fly away, and it looked totally different, right? I'm like, oh, shit. And the guy's next to me is like, is that a blonde? I was like, it fucking looks like you're right. And then the, they circle, circles, literally like 25 fucking times. It was just like was so aggravating. And I was like, just get a little bit closer, and then more ducks would join them, and then some would peel out. But you just kept watching that blonde. 
and uh, finally they came in, and they just absolutely hammered those two birds. Like, remember what I was talking about on that web podcast? Like, Gavin, these clients were so fast at shooting. Really? Yeah, yeah. That I couldn't even shoot. Like, all the birds were dead by the time I got up. Damn. Like, kill them, and I'm I'm ready for it, dude. Like, yeah, I'm but you're ready. real slow. And uh, these guys were just already barrels out of the blind right before they said kill them, and I'm just like, good Lord. But they did it in such a good way. But it's so difficult to tell a blonde from whatever, from a normal <laughs> mallard sometimes, especially the time of year. I'm surprised it looks so good for that time of year on duck opener. Dude, those wings were like as perfect as I've ever seen in photos or anything. And I was baffled. The only thing you could tell different was the the last like six feathers on the wings were very like every time it would turn, it would just shine. And but it also helped we had eight different passes to stare at it out far. Sure. Because it would literally it went over the center of the field and it would just make circles. But every circle would get like ten yards closer, ten yards mm-hmm. closer, ten yards closer. But every time it would turn and it would come out in front of the trees and it would bank on that hard dark background and I'm like that's got to be what I think it is. But I kept thinking maybe it's just like a mallard with white wings and I'm seeing shit. I'm like, it's not blonde. Like, it's probably just the sun. And then once other people started seeing it too, I was like, okay, I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing stuff. And for everyone listening to the podcast, Gavin is that friend of ours where I don't want to say you're humble, you know, because you are a cocky little shit, but <laughs> you only do it with your friends. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a big difference. You're just I'm, talking qui- I'm quiet with people I don't know. Right, right, which is good. You should be quiet more often. But um, <laughs> Gavin is that guy where somehow something amazing happens on damn near every hunt, like on in this area that we hunt in. Um, he shot two black ducks, or was it three? No, one black duck and then one uh, debatable black duck mallard hybrid that we got with Riley and I. Sure, and then you shot... A decent amount of bands around town. Yeah, handful. And then, um, you know, he's the that only guy. wood he's duck that, band around town. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that one was a good one. He's just that guy that, um, I don't know, he seems to have a horseshoe up his ass at least two or three times a season. And he'll, like, when we first met, he's like, dude, you got to come to the meadow when it floods. And I was like, okay. And I get there late, you know, all that. So late. All that jazz. and Typical um, Joey fashion. It was one of the funnest hunts I've been on and it's I'm not one to like the six to eight man shoots personally, but that was definitely one of the more fun ones because that solidified my friendship with uh Gavin and Riley. Ten ten dudes in that field and it was getting reckless. It it honestly we had to stop shooting so many times just to double check the amount of hens and that day just, we did really good though, somehow of picking out Drake's for the guys that hunt enough to be able to pick them out that early. Yeah, but because we had a couple of inexperienced guys that day that were just shooting at whatever some, was close. Some very eclipsy mallards that day, though, too. Oh yeah, eclipsy? Joey. Joey. Oh, it was hard very, to tell yeah. that they Joey were. Joey and I crushed a Drake hands. that we, him, me, and Matt argued over whether it was a Drake or a hen for at least twenty minutes before we would keep shooting because yeah. we, me and Joey, are like that's a hen, and Matt's like, nah, man, that's a Drake, and all of us are like, I don't know, <laughs> that thing's mangled. Yeah, it was it was gross, and I think we found one speck of green behind its eye or something. Like yeah, just it something was it was like the sure. bill was colored correctly, and there was like two fe- feathers of green that Matt felt comfortable going with, and I was like, okay, I'll I trust t- it. I tell you what, man that that first two and a half weeks of season, my butthole is so puckered, just because you'll go and shoot ducks, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, what is that? Is that a drake or a hen? <laughs> 
honestly, the, the most you iconic. You to really look at the it. most iconic moment though is when we shot those old squad in Nebraska on the first trip because oh, yes. literally out of the three of us, including myself, who pulled the trigger, none of us knew what I shot. None Not of us when knew it was right flying. away. No, when it was coming up the channel, Joey's like, "I don't know what those are," and I was like, "I don't either." And I was like, "I'm out of the way," and then I squeezed the, the round off, and it, they both fell. And Ginger went to get them, and I smashed the second one that was trying to go away. And Joey's like, "I still don't know what those are," and I'm like, "We'll figure it out when the dog gets back." Let me t- then- let me tell this story real quick, okay? So we're all bullshitting on the <laughs> blind, out of the blind, like at least seven to eight feet in front of the blind, and we're, oh, we have a easy, panel, we have a more. panel blind in front of or behind us. It's covered with fragmite or fragmite, however you yeah, whatever the fuck, however you call, you call it, whatever. and um. We see these, and Gavin's goal in life is to shoot a golden eye. And so he wanted to really shoot golden eyes while we're down there. I was like, well, fuck that. I want to shoot mallards. We can shoot golden eyes in town, you know? He's like, well, I, do, I never water hunt, you know? So then yeah. we see these two white birds flying up the channel. He goes, what are those? I was like, I have no fucking clue. And you could see him for a little while, but it was like that weird. We had like a stage. solid six to eight seconds when they literally, because we, for whatever reason, all of us looked at the end of the channel and at the end of the channel, it made this hard turn yeah. and birds would just appear. And yeah. for whatever reason, all three of us shifted and looked that way for some reason. And literally they both just appeared. And then we all started scattering for a gun because did of course, guys, did you guys have a pretty good idea though? We're like sea ducks. No, no, no fucking clue. No, really, you just had I, no idea. I, I had this. I seen white, so I thought like a pair of immature, shitty-looking golden eyes that just yeah. happened to not molt right. It's what I thought. Riley didn't see them. Riley saw a pair of birds and dove for the the bushes, and Joey was the closest, but he didn't pick up what they were. It, but it was it was one of those situations where you're like, should you move or stay still? And Gavin's like. I'm going. And this dude literally grabbed the edge of the panel blind, swung around the dock. Like, he put his entire weight on that panel blind, yeah. swung around it, grabbed his gun, took two steps out of the panel blind, one shot as these things are just beaming through so the channel, there is one, and drops both of them with one shot. I'm like, what the fuck? There is one error in that. I didn't even make it around the panel blind. I pulled my gun up and over the top because I couldn't get around it. It hit on Ginger's stand. <laughs> It smacked on ginger stand and wouldn't open, so I literally grabbed my gun by like the base of the barrel and threw it up and over, and I caught it, and I spun, and I'm Riley yelled clear, and I squeezed off my my three and a half inch double B that I had in it. <laughs> Dude, he, so crazy. He cranked two hen old squat in the middle of Nebraska with one shot, like after a dead sprint to the blind, and just cranked them both in one shot, and I was just like. What the so fuck crazy. was that? It, I, I couldn't redo that shot if I tried. No. Because I snapshot. I literally turned as Riley yelled clear, and I just pulled up whatever I saw and squeezed off the first round. And I literally kept following forward, thinking they were going to still be flying. Yeah. And then he, and then Ginger brought him back, and they were uh, two hen old squad, and we're all just like, what? Yeah. No For way. like weird shit that we saw and shot that weekend, that ranks at the top of my list of weekends of hunting. Mallard band, banded geese, quill geese, more geese than I've ever seen in Nebraska since in three trips. Yeah. Penn Old Squaw. We saw cans, golden eyes. When did we see a banded Canada? Uh, I did. Flying like in the group. I picked out just a band on it, but I couldn't get a shot at it because it was just flying overhead. That was when you and Riley went and hit the sandbar. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. When you guys hit the sandbar, I had a group of like 20 come over the top and I could pick out a band, but I couldn't shoot. So I just let it go by mm. but dude you know what's so fun by the way let's just not overlook how fun is doubling 
pretty great. It's I so mean, cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's so cool, man. Last so uh, like doubling on old squad. I'm like, oh, that's you so want to cool. know the so the blonde was like the highlight of my season or damn near close. Ginger's last retrieve would be up there too for me, but uh, I doubled on honkers on that opening day with Riley because Riley's gun jammed. That was a pretty good moment when you smash a pair of honkers at like oh, yeah. five feet and they just turn into a pillow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Feathers oh, ever and Riley's like, I can't get my gun to work. I'm like, don't worry, man. It's fine. I got it. Uh, not this past duck opener, but the one before when the first time we put the socks on the sandbar, mm-hmm. um, I have the GoPro on my head and Connor used that footage and my gun clicked and Cal just smoked two oh, wood yeah. ducks with one shot. Like you can visibly see me like ducks you could see me just like click and I'm like, oh, like pull the gun and I'm like trying to add another shell in and both of them are dead. By the time I get my gun back up, I'm like, damn it. And you can only hear one shot go off. And yeah. Cal's like, I fucking hit two in one shot. <laughs> Dude, Riley's SX3 was having such trouble that opening day. I shot my five and we decoyed two more groups before Riley could shoot his four and five. He yeah. was just like, he would shoot and it would go bang, click, or it would come up and click. Like he just could not catch a break Yikes. at all. And yeah. I, I think I fired six shells for five birds. Mm. I did. I was on that day. The next day, not so much. For a five-man limit of geese, I think I burned a box and a half of shells. Mm. I was not shooting good. And we were playing Annie Oakley. Yikes. <laughs> it was not ideal. It is not ideal. Damn. No, Dude. but... But uh, Gavin's just that friend, you know, where it's like, you know, you have that one friend where he's like, hey, it's going to be good. You're like, yeah. you know, it's going to be. Good. Yeah, you know, it's going to be good. You know, it's going to be a fucking burner for sure. And if you don't show up, dude, you're never going to hear. I'm sorry. If you if you don't show up 15 minutes early, which is on time. Yes, there we go. You are going to not hear the end of it for the next I, I, I mean, that was four years ago, and I still hear it almost every time we hang out. Let so me ask you something. He's that I, guy. I, I, always, I always, mostly always, show up right on time. I'm never like 10 or 15 minutes no. early. How many times have I been late to something with you? A couple times. When? Just the other day on that side job. You that doesn't four, count. I had a fucking work meeting. You called four minutes before you were supposed to be there, and you yep. said, hey, can I show up at 11 instead? Yeah, because I had a work meeting, bro. I meant in a hunt. How many hunts have I been late to? Wow. Wow. Let's go to the what's the priorities, boys. <laughs> yeah. Priorities my, my, my job that pays my salary or a side yeah, yeah. hustle. No, you, you're saying you're you're not on time <laughs> to work. work. To side jobs if my main... Hold on. If oh, my honey. main job calls upon me and I'm late to a side job, yeah. yes, I'm late. I'm not worried about you, Gavin. I know you're on time to work. It's fine. Yeah, I have never okay, been late. So anyway, though, now I'm worried. What were you saying, though, dude? Um, no, he's just that friend that um, is a cocky little piece of shit. And then also, uh, when he calls you for a good hunt, you know it's going to be a good hunt. So Yeah, there's no exaggeration. I generally don't Which say it's going to be a good really, one unless yeah. I know. Because I get very uncomfortable by ever telling someone, hey, it's going to be a barn burner tomorrow. And then we don't shoot what I thought we were going to. Then I get really uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm very... Big under-promise, over-deliver kind of guy. Yeah. Like... Like the meadow. I always tell everyone, yeah, we'll do okay tomorrow. And Joey's like, dude, it's the meadow. We're going to smash. I'm like, yeah, we'll do pretty good. And then we smash. But like, yeah, I'm not yeah, about yeah, to yeah. tell you yeah. that we're going to smash if I don't know oh, for yeah. sure. And if you guys haven't seen that video on YouTube of the meadow, it's a it's a pretty good one. That was a fun day. The only thing I wish is that we had it like the day before. like Because the day before was like more in your face. We finished more in tight mm-hmm. than we did the day the day you guys came. And then, like, the year before, we really 
messed him up those three days in a row. It's like it just, Connor's always gone when that happens, and it's like, God damn it. I know. Now with Nate, though, moving in with me, we'll just make Nate come. It's fine. Dude, we should make like a cinematic this year about the meadow and just call it the meadow. Yeah, if it floods, I'm, fuck. It'll flood. It didn't flood last year, so it's and gotta like, flood this tell year. Tell a story about it, though. It has to. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, it's tell sad. Tell a story about the meadow. It's a pretty cool spot. It's sad so. how often I've offered to purchase that for way more than it's worth just so I could flood it on my, my will. Yeah. And it's legal because it's just a grass field. It's just grass that never gets harvested for anything. So crazy. So you could literally just pump it up and down every week. Oof. Yikes. Think of how dumb that could get if you had like a pair of pits in the corners and then like a blind in the, like a standing blind in the creek and you mm-hmm. could flood it as you wish and pick the wind direction for the three spots. Oh, yeah. How dumb Stupid. it would get. Well, when uh, when Rob and I <laughs> built that that duck property out west, um, he had three or four. I for sure three, possibly four. We had a tree pit, we had a pit in the middle, and then we had a pit in a different corner. So any wind direction. You're going to crush them. And then it was the perfect hide because it essentially looked like a sink box, but it was a mound of dirt surrounded by water. And it had natural foliage. And you just pull the pit lids down, and it's got natural foliage on it. And it was epic. So that's definitely the way to do it. If you're going to have a property, have it so that you can hit it on <clears throat> multiple corners. I mean, for sure, too. You know, so that's you never the have the wind problem. in your face. That's the biggest problem with where I put the pit at the farm. There's only one direction to shoot. Yeah. Can't shoot towards the house. You can't shoot towards the house. But yeah, I uh, I found a possum in there the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. I wanted to check it because I was curious if it was full of snow when it How started to melt. Look. Uh, she's going to need some maintenance this year, boys. Are we right. going to hunt out of it? I thought you were Yeah, because bury it. what are we doing? Because, like, we. Uh, no, I'm not going to bury it. I'll let it get buried when at some point when someone decides to purchase the farm in 10 years. I'll let it get buried then and they can pay me for my restitution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pay the old man for it mm-hmm. um but no i'd like to hunt out of it this year yeah because i mean we i've only hunted out of it twice i think i've only hunted out of it like four times that's what i'm saying <laughs> we spent all that time and, and money yeah. and to be honest we could have built a trailer blind that would have been way more versatile there's a tip for you fucking pit i mean unless you're gonna literally hunt that pit the only problem was it was so convenient when i lived there because i could just walk out i know and sit. Yeah, but bro, our dumbasses had that pit, and me and you were sitting in fucking layout blinds in the backyard instead. That was in the snow. Bro. That's because we had to. We had that pit. Yeah. And he calls me to come and hunt there. Uh-huh. And I'm like, we're going to hunt in the pit? No, bring your layout blind. That we're was when we shot the band because they were in the middle of the field. I don't want to hear it. Like, <laughs> when it snows. Bro, we shot, snow? we shot that banded goose 30 yards from the pit. Like, dude, hey. He's not wrong. Yeah. We probably could have been in the pit. The problem is I don't have snow covers for the lids. So then it, like, starts to get hot in there because everyone turns the heaters on 90 fucking degrees. Yeah. <laughs> that hunt worked just fine. Don't don't. Nobody bitch. wants no, cold works. fingies. Of course. No. And, yeah, I'm always cold. I'm a bitch that way. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Gavin, you uh, every year tell me that you're either going to be super serious about photography or you're not going to do it at all. So what what are you what joke are you playing with yourself? <laughs> um, that I am going to take the camera out more. Okay, sure. Because losing my oldest dog this past season was was tough on me for a while, and it still is. So I would like to get some more shots of Chance and some video of him. I was gonna say if you feel like you didn't get enough shots of Ginger. Um, 
Not when she was in her prime, no, because I wasn't into photography back then. Connor uh, from shout out to him has the best photo of her from ages like one to eight, and it's really? the uh, I don't know. It's on my Facebook and Instagram. It's the one of her holding a mallard, looking away. Um, it's in a flooded corn spot that we had by the farm, and uh, I was walking out to get a pair of teal that David had shot over her, which was against my wishes. But she stopped to look back at me with a mallard in her mouth, and Connor snapped a phone photo. And it's hands down the best photo she's ever had between those years. Really? But no, I, I wish I had more photos of her and more stuff in the blind with her and more like those intimate moments with the dog. So I am going to make an effort this year to take the camera out more. Yeah. I say that every year. I know. In the last two the years, thing. I have failed miserably. I've done good. Like when I take it, I take it and I use it first and foremost. Like the early season goose hunt on the second day, I snapped photos of Chance all day. Took photos of Molly shooting her geese, Jake, Riley, everybody. I was I was very good about it then, but I was not very good about it other than that hunt. I didn't even think I brought the rest of the time. I don't even think I took it out of the bo- or the hotel in Nebraska. Do you do you think that's because for for you has hunting become less of like a lifestyle and just something you kind of do on Saturday? No, it's still a lifestyle for me, but I think it's more. I end up so I'm. Well, in our group, I'm the only guy who runs a dog, and we hunt a dog every hunt, yeah. usually. But unless Joey's there, I'm the one that calls the shot. Sure. So I got to call the shot, work the dog, and call. If I got to do all three and I got to snap photos, that's a lot on my plate. And I don't like trying to fumble with the dog, or I don't like to fumble with my camera, fumble with my gun, fumble with my calls, and try to interchange mm, the yeah. three. I mean, I guess I get that, but like some of that stuff, like you don't have to do all that. No, I don't. And I just always either end up doing it or get elected to doing it. Or like if it's me and Riley and a small group of people, me and Riley talk about who call in the shot and we just kind of talk through it, which I like, but I just find myself not grabbing for the camera as often as I am for like the gun or the dog. Like I was supposed to bring the camera on, uh, what do you call it? Uh, on Ginger's last hunt. And you took more photos and video that day than I did. Yeah. I was, I was just more in the moment. I was more present I totally and I think I think that's more what I'm trying to do lately is I felt like that first year you and I hunted together, the three of us did, and we hunted with Connor, I took photos every hunt. Yeah. I made sure the camera was always in my hands. I felt like I wasn't present for some of the moments that I captured versus like since then I felt more present in some of the hunts where I don't operate it as much. I know. So I, I totally kind of like that. that part. And <clears throat> to be honest, my photos aren't really all that great most of the time. So I get frustrated with shutter banging 2,000 photos on a hunt, and I like fucking one. So why why do you feel like your your photos aren't that great? Or what do you feel like you can improve I just on? don't know if I have the eye for it, like some guys. Like, uh, Well, that's what you got to decide, ex- though. Yeah. Are you taking photos for because you want to be a great photographer? Are you taking photos so you can remember what you did? Yeah, but even like... I can't, I want to take a photo that instills emotion with the dog. And like Phil Conkey is a prime example. He takes photos, almost every photo with hunting and the people and the dog. You can feel the emotion in the, in the photo. I don't feel that I capture that all that often. There's a handful of photos I have that capture some emotion, but a lot of mine are just not that captivating to me. So I feel like I lack the eye sometimes for it. And that may discourage me after a little while to take less. I have Hmm. noticed yeah, interesting. So, and because like I like I like to use like Zach Rutledge as a prime example. He takes wonderful photos across the board, but he really instills motion uh, emotion too that I enjoy looking at. And here and here's something for you, like completely outside of the podcast. So when you're taking those photos, you're trying to 
um, get photos of your dog. Yeah. Right? Generally, So yeah. now you're running your dog and you're taking the photos. <laughs> now, if you were to just focus on the photo side, I feel like you'd, you'd oh, figure out that I could probably figure that, that part out a lot easier. It's not easy to try and photo my dog running down a cripple and handle him at 200 yards. That That is difficult to do. And I have struggled with that part because then I just let the camera dangle and I handle him. And then as he's coming back, I snap a couple of photos up close to him coming back and it's nothing. It's not captivating to me. Right. But like I, I have noticed like when I come with you guys more like this season, we hardly got to hunt, to hunt together just because of time frames and schedules and everything. Yeah. But when I'm with you guys, I generally don't call a shot. Joey calls the shot. So I get the opportunity to run the camera a little bit more and enjoy that part of it more. I still run the dog, but I feel like if you take one of the things off the table, it's less on your plate, you know? I think it just depends who you're hunting with. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, <clears throat> I always find it to be easier when <clears throat> it's just like us or, I don't know, us us and Connor, um, us and Riley, like anyone that we hunt with a lot, it's way easier for me to like film a video and get shit done for Midwest Flyways that we want to get done too than it is if we're out with like new people that we're just meeting and because I don't want to be like disingenuous. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, you I feel, know you, you feel that way. Like I know that you felt that. Like I don't want to be out with people that I don't get to hunt with all that much and be like working. not engaged mm. in, in just like hanging out with them. Yeah. Or like when I come out with you every Saturday or like when the three of us hunt at least once or twice a month together, you know, it's really easy to be like Hey it's guys, business. Like I just have to get this shit done really quick. Yeah, you know? it, it's it's uh, more it's more of a bit like a business atmosphere. And the other thing is too, though, we don't have to communicate as much. Yeah, it's like the day for opener. I've got four guys who don't hunt a ton: Matt, who's an aged old veteran and crotchety old man, such as myself, and then yeah. Riley. So I don't have to babysit two, but I got to babysit four. The other six kids didn't have a clue. Right. So then you're, you're babysitting 10 people out of 13. Like, hey, how to put decoys in, what we're trying to do, where we want decoys, how we want them to try to come in, what we're trying to do with what we're doing, how many rows back you should be, what color chair you should have, shit like that. Just little details to that make the hunt really yeah, a good one. Yeah, work. I, if it's with the five of us, the th three of us, Riley and Connor, I don't have to babysit anybody. I don't have to check on anything. Yeah. We just kind of open the trailer door and... Someone says Let's what go. they want to put out for a spread, and then the rest of us just kind of follow suit. Whoever's in charge, quote unquote, that whoever's day. field it is should just <laughs> yeah. Decide and to be honest, most of the time, we'll have the same rough idea. Yeah, right. throw out something that's going to work, and let's just move forward. Where's the wind? What do we want to do? How we want to hide blinds? Well, and and usually you leave that up to the guy who was scouting. And yeah, so right. like if you if you trust your scouter, then it's like yeah, you're fucking running it. Yeah, you know. And like the only thing that I think we all differ on opinion a little bit is blind placement. Yep. Generally, the decoy spread goes unspoken with most of us. We know how to do all that. We know where what we're kind of looking to do. The only thing we all kind of differ on is how we like the blinds. You prefer to be like right in the kill hole, up close. <sighs> I want decoys in front of us because I like to have something for them to look at instead of my blinds. Joey wants to have the decoys behind him. Riley wants to be in the heart of the decoys. And I prefer to have decoys in front and then 10 extra yards and then the blinds because I feel yeah. they focus more on the deeks less on what if you have a rough hide sure that part so it's just a preference thing and what you've had success with and what you haven't yeah what's interesting <laughs> is the last year and a half since we got our um a frames I've been pushing more towards like field edges and whatever Dude. and I just and I find 
and this is just my personal experience, but every time I'm amongst the decoys, like when the decoys are closer to my blind, I feel like we have way more success. And I don't know what it is. And like, this was a, not a really good waterfowl year here for where we're at personally yeah you know i I, I think like we usually kill like 60 to 90 geese out of ram ranch geese geese was not it wasn't a great goose here i can't say anything on that because i only hunted geese specifically like five times it was but it wasn't even that it just it worked out to when i was off work we had something set up that was good other than the one day that we hunted with um uh, right like mid November, right by the farm, and all those geese just hung up on top. That was you that night Tommy, that we was had gay. F- like three hundred geese in that field, and they moved and didn't come back that night. That Riley scouted them. No, I was thinking the night you, me, and Tommy hunted. Yeah, yeah. No, that was me, you, Tommy, was, and Riley. Did, or did they shift? Yeah, yeah they right. they were there in the morning. Yep. Like and then we hunted. We hunted Riley that scouted them that evening. I was at that wedding, and they switched. Yep, and they so switched. Kind of whatever. And we hunted what we could, and like, but also. Birds had been in town at that point for two months and stale. Mm-hmm. So every bird just hung out at 80 yards doing circles, and we just hung out there like, well, this is dumb. We shot, I think, 15 or 16 that day. Yeah, we shot 12. Yeah. Was it 12? Yeah, because it was the old. What it was it been an old foreman. You're right. Year, yeah. You're right. Yep. Yeah, because yep. we, were, we were trying to shoot yeah. 20. Yeah, and all this, getting back to what we were talking about, um, this year we just left made me like realize. Nine, by the way, but. Yeah, we did bail yeah. really early. Um, <laughs> this year just made me realize that um, the A-frame hide on the edge did not work super well. And who knows? Maybe it was how I brushed it in. Maybe it was where I brushed it in. You know, who knows? So much Dude, learning this- curve to that because, like, we had super, like, everyone always says put sun on the front of it. But then, like, the three hunts that I had super good success in an A-frame this year, I had either no sun at all, and I had a horrible shadow from just, like, the overcast lighting, or I had like the sun at an angle, but it, it was weird because then like the day we put it on right on the front, I didn't shoot a damn thing out of the blind. Yeah, everyone needs another spotted cow. <laughs> We're beckoning to Joey cow. like Yo, the butler. I will. I will be so honest. This year made me feel like I want to hunt every hunt that's not on water in a layout blind. Really, we did yeah. have some I just super nice success man, I don't on layouts know, dude, this like, year. I just crushed in layouts this year, and there were situations too where. I just felt like if we had not been in layouts, we'd have been fucked. Mm. There's just no chance it would have worked. And I don't know, man. It just it made me really like hunting out of a layout, and I will definitely be buying a new layout blind before next oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah. Rig them right, lowrider three. Shout out. Man, don't Maybe. do that with your fingers when you yeah, do I don't that. like that. <laughs> hey, if you had to buy a duck property anywhere in the country right now, where'd you buy? Ooh. This isn't like a let's think about it for a long time. Just yeah, Kansas, Kansas. Uh, no, 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 southern Nebraska, south, south, what, southeastern Nebraska. That corner I like a lot. Yeah, that's where I'd go. You got lots of money or what? Uh, no, I, <laughs> I could probably find some. I guess somewhere. it was like not. I didn't put any barriers on. Yeah, he, if he's if, if he's putting spend. barriers on it, like I mean, it's hard south to like Dakota. Start to not let's go. It's hard cost to not, effective. Yeah. Justify now. If I'm Jeff fucking Bezos, uh, yeah, southwest or southeast. Nebraska, Nebraska for sure. Mm. What about you, little. Joey? Uh, Arkansas. Oh, you're one of those flooded. Timber really, guys. just flooded timber all the way. Yeah, I'd I like just a rice field or I'd something. make my own deal, and one of the reasons why is because it's an annual license, and you know so I can. Nebraska, and it's after our season is closed, I can go down there and crank mallards the rest of the season. Yeah, you know, I would have to do some looking as to where in Arkansas. It'd probably take me a couple of years, but 
But yeah, I just want to shoot. I just want to shoot mallards, dude. Joey's such a mallard purist. I am the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I love a good mixed bag. Like For a good sure. mixed bag is way cooler to me. No, I, dude, I'll shoot anything that flies. You've seen me kill how many mergansers? More than I care to admit. I've also watched you <laughs> so beat many. more hens over the spread when we're trying to do an all green day than I want to admit. You and Riley both love to beat on the bitches. Oh well, yeah, Riley loves to beat on the dude, bitches. Dude, literally. So me, Cal, and Riley are hunting one day, and we have eleven out of our twelve mallards green heads. And Riley goes, "Hey, there's a hen just falling from the heavens." And Cal and I are both dinging around on our phones, and I look up and I go, "Please don't bam!" And he just pastes this hen at like five <laughs> Bro, yards and i'm, I'm like buddy we have been decoying flocks yeah. of four every 20 minutes the traffic hunting this field literally all morning yeah. and we've been picking out ones and two drakes a time and just one guy shoots a flock we could have waited five more minutes on the dot and shot a drake and been done instead riley decides that this hen deserves no remorse yeah the best part was <laughs> though that actually though. pissed me off is he was like we literally watched groups of four come through that area like the last 10 minutes constantly. Mm. And, well, it, uh, and he acknowledges as this bird comes in, hey, it's a hen. That's what he says. Yep. Hey, that's a hen. That's what he says. And he <laughs> says, it's it's cupped. It's falling from the sky. And it's I go, where? Falling and from he goes, the look sky. up. And I literally look vertical. And Gavin goes, And she dropped vertical from like 60 yards. And I go, don't boom. I'm like, yeah. you motherfucker. You shot her at like five yards. I was so sad. I just it wanted so I wanted 12 bogus, green bro. heads one day. Dude. It was like, this was three years ago. And it was the first good mallard hunt we had had. We had 11 green heads. It would have been the perfect photo. Instead, Riley ruins it. This what was the. the uh, we've got a blasted hen and eleven drakes. Do you remember that's, the day that you tripled on geese out of the meadow field with me? It was you, me, and Ginger? Cow left. Uh, uh, well, I, well, to be honest, I've tripled a lot on geese, so uh, you'll have to be more specific. This was what? the day we trafficked. <laughs> this, this we traffic hunted mallards on on the meadow field up on the hill. Okay. And they were going. To, they were going south of us from School Lake. Do you remember this? It was only you and I in the field. Everyone else bailed, oh, and yeah, you and yeah, I yeah. sat all day. Yeah. This was the day before that, okay. when it was just me, Cal, and Riley in the exact same spot, and we mangled. Okay. And then Riley ruins it. I was so upset. I'll be honest, though. Actually, that's the best limit. One hen? I mean, that's so perfect. No. Man. Just like, what are we dumbasses doing? You know, we always shoot one hen. Not we. There's not a we in that. No, there is a we in that. <laughs> I have never done because such a you thing. associate with me and Riley. There is definitely a we in that. <laughs> you know, speaking of hen killers, um, we had we had one good flock one day come in. Is when Josh Bodkin was in town last November, and we were on a nice local lake, and uh, there's a huge flock. Gavin, I mean seventy, like like a shocking amount of mallards committed to our spread on no, big water. But here's the thing: barked at him. And Cal's like, dude, they're not going to come in. And I'm like, you watch, motherfucker. You know, I'm trying to show off to Josh because he's yeah. never duck hunted in his life. That was his first duck hunt ever. In a typical and Joey just, moment, he's got to show off his beautiful calling. So I'm just yelling at these ducks, and they, like, kind of make a wide swath way yeah. to the left. And they, they like disappear. slowly turn, though. They disappear behind these trees, and then we see them again. They're kind of tracking backwards. They're obviously migrating. And then out of fucking nowhere, these <laughs> things just uh, dump at 20 yards at like 20 mile an hour wind we were driving matt robertson nah bro they hold on you're kind of screwing it up they came in at like 50 or 60 yards because we watched them a little because there was so much wind they just hung in the air at like 45 50 yards 
when they kept coming. Yeah, but since slowly, 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 they just didn't stop. <laughs> like they didn't stop. And Joey looks at me, and it was if you could see me right now, he looks at me, and goes. <laughs> he does like the eyes as big as they could ever get and he raises his eyebrows and he goes like points his head and his nose up at him like hey hey don't worry that hey. nose is big enough to point in just about He's any like, direction and then he kind of like giggled and he tucks his head back down and we both blew our calls and they just kept coming kept coming kept coming and it was crazy now gavin when i say i didn't see a single hen in this flock yeah. i mean it and I was like searching because we were watching them for a while come in, right? They're mm-hmm. battling the wind. And I'm like, holy shit, we are going to rain out so much green right now. Now, Josh, <laughs> not very experienced duck hunter. Literally zero experienced duck hunting. Yeah, zero. Just pulled up his gun even before it got to his shoulder and rang out three shots. He goes, I didn't shoot a fucking thing. He's like, that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I shot one duck. Cal shot one duck. Guess what Cal shot? Hen. A hen. <laughs> A fucking hen. And I literally didn't see a single hen in this flock of seven. How many drakes did you shoot? One. How did you go one for three? Oh, because it was a very windy day. Oh. So it they just windy. caught that wind. Now, I want to be really honest, too. What happened was I shot at a drake, <laughs> missed him, and the wind carried him. Gavin, it carried him like a Lamborghini. He was fucking gone. And I panicked. Seriously. I panicked and went straight into the next duck that was in line. Dude, there's no Dude, worse moment than in a heavy wind day when you miss the first shot and then you panic shoot the next two rounds. Oh, yeah. And you just pick the nearest thing. You're just like, yeah. Thump, thump, thump. Oh, and oh, you I'm just done. shoot Whoops. and you just shot it. Dude, ahead. it sucked because we really didn't shoot a whole lot of ducks that day. I think we shot a bluebill, another two pack of mallards. We shot like nine ducks. Um, oh no, we did shoot nine ducks. Yeah, we that shot day, like nine we? ducks. But it was yeah, bad. it was For like a Joey local Ganser. lake hunt. It was like Merganser, two two mallards, you know, like another Merganser, you know, it's just like sweet, dude. Did you like that? That was uh, nice, that, was, that was cute of you. Yeah. Do you remember your flooded timber hunt? Dude, we we did well that day. We did for you having fucking me. Goliath one and two trying to hide behind oak trees that are not <laughs> built for them. <laughs> no, but let, let me finish off that story. So you take that first shot, and when you call the shot, they're already banking into the wind. Yeah, you're fucked, and it was just terrible. But it made Josh's day. Yeah, that's and what so, matters. Like he's never seen that many ducks in one place. Period. Much <laughs> less had a chance to shoot at them. You know. Yeah. And to see them come in from so far away. And they were definite migrators. You know? Yeah. That was the dope part. Okay, David Goose. It was cool. They actually were, though. They're pushing. I mean, south wind, but they're pushing south. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Dude. Okay, guys. We got a bunch of molts today. We got a, we got a heavy south wind in September. They're going to be pushing. <laughs> There's no better phone call. I have, I have I never... Love- Met a more optimistic goose hunter God than David damn. Goose. Give that kid credit. I love him, and he makes my day. He's a great friend, and I love hunting with him. <laughs> but there's no phone call I enjoy more than like a mid-September day. He goes, bro, have you been outside at all? Dude, they're really pushing today in this south wind. And I'm like, did you just hear what the fuck you said to me? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and he full-heartedly has seen migrators all day. And I'll be at the farm with the old man getting equipment ready, and I haven't seen a fucking bird in the sky for wow. hours. That's but he's hilarious. seen two flocks, so God damn it, they're pushing. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Fuck, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gavin, one thing that we started doing on the podcast here, and I'm actually a really big fan of it. Oh, no, dude. I know. So there's a lot of shit in the hunting 
don't, water fountain don't hunting world. Don't do this to me. I know you're going with this. I don't think you do. There's All a right, lot of stuff in this waterfowl industry that I feel like can be improved on significantly. And what I've said in recent episodes was heated, thin gloves. Whether it's battery-powered, whatever, it's waterproof, heated, and thin, so you can blow your calls, you can shoot your gun, it's not encumbering. And then another one on a TikTok comment was heated layout blinds. Mm. And actually, they said heated and cooled. Heated and cooled layout. But I would take. What do I want to fucking run an AC unit in there? Right. We're getting soft as a as a culture. So my so my question to you is: What do you? My old man used to duck hunt in like. I'm sorry. Are you interrupting Joey? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, sorry, Joey. Sorry, Joey. Oops. My bad, dude. (laughs) Oops. Sorry. Sorry about that, bro. Why don't you go to the third floor? My bad, dude. dude. The stairs are over there, man. Um, no, what, what do you think is the what is the product for you that you think needs to be improved on? Whether it's waders, whether it's shotguns, whatever. What do you think needs to be improved on? I would like some way to have heated and cooled boots. If we could get, because my feet sweat really bad, so like I have to set up in the winter in like boat shoes mm-hmm. or my Crocs in order not to sweat. Right. And then my feet and ankles are cold all morning, and then I put my boots on, and it takes me an hour to warm up. And then some mornings I warm up, and I'm fine. Other mornings I don't warm up, and I'm miserable all morning. Mm. So something to vent my boots better so my feet can get some air would be awesome. So I like something like that. I like the heated and cooled layup line thing, but I feel like we can be all a little tougher than that. That seems real soft. I think the question is, are you soft, or would you just rather have an AC unit <laughs> <laughs> like, like, would if it was an option? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, hold, <laughs> like, I'm not saying that you couldn't. Yeah, but like, hold on. What, what, is, what is something it? that everybody bitches about? And Joey is the prime use of this this moment. Everything electronic or that gets overcomplicated, we fucking break. Mm-hmm. As waterfall guys, we're tough on shit. Every guide is like, oh, the Sitka bib zippers suck dick and they just ruined it. And oh, my robos don't work because I left them in this for whatever. I, they didn't just didn't work today because the wires came loose or my shotgun's having trouble. Like all of us are really hard on gear. Who are you channeling when you do that voice? Yeah, what was that voice? Dude? I don't know. I was just rolling with it. Who are okay. you thinking of when you do that voice? I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like all of us are just really hard on gear. To one extent or the other, whether you're a guide or a guy that does it as a hobby or, or a guy that's a little bit more than a hobby but not a full-time guide. We're all tough on gear and we all wreck shit, but, like, do we really need to overcomplicate it? Like, I, I feel like when you start adding AC units, they've already got heated pads for your layout. Just put one of those in there. Matt has one. He loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, once you start adding overcomplications, I think you had issues and chances to break. You got that AC unit, and something goes wrong with the wiring, and now you're out 80 bucks or whatever, you know, and it, it lasts two hunts. The other thing is, like, how do you make that work? Is there a plug-in attachment that we hook up to it? Like DC battery. Well, I could see the battery part, but I'm saying, do you disconnect it every time and have to keep that separate in, like, a box and take I care get, of I it? I get what you're saying, Let's man. be you're, honest, you're Joey. You're going to ruin it on hunt one, if not hunt two, if you're lucky, because you just wreck anything you touch. True. Um, cows last all season. Mine lasts until about the third hunt, and then I get lazy and I just like, oh, I'll just tuck it in the blind, plugged in, it'll be fine. And then I sit on it and I wreck it or something stupid, you know? So like, I don't like things overcomplicated. I like just simple bare bones shit. So, so other than boots, you know, because that was a common one too. Yeah, boots is a common one. I could see that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I'm a big Lucky Duck supporter, and I'm all about it. But I am like over four in two years of something breaking in them, and I don't really think. And you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. You both hunt with me enough to know. Out of the group and most of the people we all know in common, I treat my gear quite well compared to most. Is I'd that a so. fair statement? I'd say so. I'd say I so, take yeah. good care of my gear. I take good care of my stuff just because I, I spend a lot of money on this shit, so I want it to last me. But somehow my fucking, my my before I switched to Lucky Duck, my mojos were always fucking broken or something wasn't working. My Lucky Ducks have been having issues the last couple of years, whether it's the batteries are going bad or the wires break or the fuse is bad, switches don't work, my remote dies, any number of things. I would like to see some revisions in some of the sturdiness of that electronics in that. That would, would be awesome to me. So So <laughs> think of yourself from a company standpoint, and here's where my mind always goes, right? Now, you know that people in this industry are hard on their shit. Yep. Right? And you want people to keep buying your shit. Yep. So you make it just good enough to where it doesn't break immediately, but if you're not perfect with it, it's going to break. So if you think about it from a company standpoint, you give them a cost-effective thing. Yeah, so that's one train of thought that I can see and agree with. But here's my my quote-unquote for the other side. So I made the switch to Lucky Duck. Mm -hmm. So I bought two Robos. I now have six. I have a bag. I have two chairs. I have three predator calls. I have a predator decoy. If you make a good product, I will invest more in other areas into your company. For sure. I bought a Rigum right layout blind as a night, as a, not even as a 16 year old kid. I now have six blinds, five or six blind bags, both backpacks, hats, gloves, t-shirts, Anything you come out new, I'm in. I'll buy it. If you make a reputable, good product, I will continue to buy more stuff or find an excuse to buy shit I don't need. Which, as Cal likes to point out, I'm a gear guy, quote unquote, which I think is bullshit. I'm not I think a you're a gear guy. You're a no, gear I'm guy. not a gear guy. Yes, you are. I you just are. buy the bare bones shit that you need no, to get the job done. you buy the newest shit that comes out all the fucking time. That is Name one thing that I have bought that's brand new that just came out. Bro, what? You bought that... You bought the 3.0 layout from Rigam right the second it came out. No, the that's not duck, true. You bought the Lucky Duck backpack the minute it came out. That's true. I can You've that bought one. every new Sitka piece. That's not true. I don't have the turkey. You're vest the yet. guy that like on a Saturday <laughs> yet he says yet <laughs> you came home and on a Saturday you just you know bought a new gun. That does happen to me just for no reason. <laughs> I think I killed Joey. <laughs> Fuck. Um, oh, that's good. But no, I wouldn't classify myself as a gear guy. I would right. say that You're I... You're wrong. <laughs> fair. Okay. Well, you just are wrong, dude. Okay, that's it's fine. okay. Don't yeah. be... Don't be... But like, would I... You, would you... <clears throat> how about this? Would you say that you educate yourself on the new gear that comes out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do like to look at new gear and research and you new ask gear. people. I do like to pick the brain of an expert because I don't like to think of myself as an expert in much of anything other than a, a select few things in life. Women. Uh, no, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I'm a lost man in that, dude. I'm so far from a gear guy that Joey's not a gear guy, and he tells me what's new. It's true. The only thing I like to really follow is like innovations in uh, Mojo style decoys, like anything motorized. I'm in, I'm interested in because I'm a motor guy through and through. I like motors, so that part interests me. Um, the evolution of like the layout blind going from super small and super compact. Now we're going the opposite direction. We got super wide, super tall, but creating angles to hide it. That stuff interests me. Those innovations are interesting to me. Um, 
of course, the A-frame game the last three years has been off the charts. Everyone's coming out with something new and something interesting to do. I'm still a rig right panel guy through and through. Um, like, listen to how you talk about yourself. What are you talking about? You're a gear guy. <laughs> I ain't a gear guy. Uh, me, I'm a rig right panel guy through and through. You know, I mean, yeah. this guy's a gear guy. Big well, guy, the big thing is, guy. the rig right panel has only been out this season. I, I did I say rig I meant tangle free is what I have now. Okay. I would like to transfer over to the rig rights because I'd like to see what those are all about. I've heard they're a little sturdier, um, but I'm not sold just yet. They're about um, they're about the same. Are they okay? Yeah. I will play into this with one thing with what Cal said. I have always been the guy, whether it's any hobby or any work. I like to have. That. I'm either all or nothing, but also I like to have the best gear for it or item for it that I can afford. If I'm going to woodwork, I'm spending five grand on tools. If I'm going to run cross country, I'm going to buy the best shoes I can buy. That's how I've always been. I'm all or nothing, and I do my research. Dude, on what about that buy. time you ran that marathon and them shoes that you fucking got at the Payless? Uh, I was going <laughs> you through a really. Died. I was going through a really poor time in my life, man. <laughs> Why don't you give us a really Bro. good story of how you piss blood at the marathon? Yeah. I don't know if that needs to be in this right now. That's not hunting related, man. Dude, I don't need to be able to talk about my kidney bro, shutting remember down. when you pretended you were a marathon runner and ran a whole marathon? <laughs> the day before. Hold on. The, hold on. Both of you pump your fucking brakes. Dude, Dude you, you decided I, hold the on, day no, before. No, 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 run a no, fucking no, marathon. No, 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 just guys. No, just no, guys. No, no. Trained once. I, no. I ran 18 and a half miles after your goddamn wedding. Hung over in 85 degree heat. If That's I can do that, saying. I could run the marathon. Okay. I also signed up for the marathon in December. We ran it in like... July or June, I forget when. <laughs> yeah. But I will admit, I only did like nine total training runs in my prep time, and I completely regret all of that because I blew up my hips, my feet were sore for weeks, my knees were hurt, um, and my kidneys started to fail because I didn't drink enough water. Could Arms you weak, feel your organs? <laughs> I could feel... Okay, so here's the deal. I could feel like this weird pain on my sides... That I have never f- fucked both of you. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Okay, All right. 50%, oh, my bad. My bad. 50% pain and 100% risk. <laughs> totally remember song. the name. It's a totally different song. <laughs> I know, but that's how he started. <laughs> both of you can get fucked. I dropped the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god um back to the fucking point please yeah my bad dude so you were you, at the end dude could you feel your organs shutting down so okay they tell you alternate water to powerade i thought that was bullshit so i didn't do it i just drank powerade sure so for the first 20 miles i drank only powerade no water and i only had a banana to eat which was a bad idea for nutrition wise nailed it and then i hit like the first row houses into Duluth and they offer you shots of fireball and hams, warm beer. I had two hams, warm beers that were like four ounce glasses and a shot of fireball. Cause I was already cramping so bad that it didn't matter that that was going to do anything. To yeah, you're already dying. Why not enjoy it? Um, yeah. Right. But so like have a drink while you're there, there's it. two miles. So when you hit the first set of houses where I got the booze, it's two miles to the next like bathroom station and something on my side started feeling funny. And I didn't really know what was going on, but I knew something wasn't quite right. You know, like that uh-huh. tingly feeling. You're like, mm, something don't feel right. And I just figured. Nah, my kidneys have never started feeling. <laughs> so I don't know what that feels like. But So I go into the bathroom and I just piss straight blood. And I'm like, 
Jeez. Oh no. And I'm right by a med tent. <laughs> so like, I, I get out and like, I'm probably looked pretty panicked because not often have I peed blood. And I, I walk over to the, like the med lady who there, one lady would stand out in the center of the running area and check on people if you had questions. So I w- kind of walked slash limped over. I was like, Hey, I'm pissing blood. Like, is that all right? And she goes, <laughs> so casual. <laughs> you, Hey, you need, hope this isn't uh, TMI. You, you know, but you need. Says, she responds, <laughs> "You need to drink water. Your kidneys are shutting down from lack of water in your system." I was like, "Oh, okay, sweet, okay." <laughs> so I grabbed a water, I drank that, and then I continued my run slash walk slash gimp the next uh, Bro, whatever you, it was three point two miles. You said walk slash limped over to the medic desk. <laughs> yeah, I did. Dude, my left hip flexor was so tight, you could visibly look at it and see it had like a, a golf ball size knot. So I, there's a video of me like limping my left leg along as I ran the last four miles. It sucked balls. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude. But either way, I finished that cocksucker and got my medal. And that's what matters. Dude, incredible. Oh, I Mental love toughness. I love that story, dude. Me too, man. Yeah, I'm glad that now America gets to listen to that. America. Some of Australia and Canada. We do have that kind of reach, actually. Yay. Just what I need. People to see my fucking pissing blood story. Well, like, you hear about that crazy man? He's just all pissing blood and shit. He's all like, oh I will, my God. I will say I'm, this. I'm limping so, over to the medic tent then. So... Th- my th- two buddies and I ran this together as kind of like a group. As a group of five friends from high school, we all do a challenge every year together. Yeah. Our one bro- buddy, Hunter, couldn't run it, so he was just there to support and watch. Um, he carried me to the final med tent, which is like the big one with like a couple of actual doctors and shit at the finish line. He carried me there because my feet were hurting so bad. Um, but uh, when I walked in, the the doc, who was a younger lady, she's probably early 30s, bless her heart, she looks at me, she goes, so what's wrong, sir? I'm like, well, my kidneys are shutting down because I'm pissing blood, and I'm pretty sure I blew up my hip flexors. And she goes, oh, small problems. And I was like, small problems? She goes, yeah, don't worry. It could be way worse. Jeez. She like what? Me, I don't know, but she stuck a Theragun in my hip, hip, hip flexor, which yeah. made me want to kill myself. Yeah. And then made me drink a bunch of water and have a banana and then sent me on my way. So, and then I drove home to, to wish the fifth friend in the group off to uh, Afghanistan. So that was a horrible idea after running a marathon, super dehydrated to get in a car and drive home from Duluth, by the way, for two hours, I had to be uh, picked out of the car. I opened the door and I fell out and my feet were stuck in the car. So my buddy had to pick me up and drag me out. Been like that after soccer. That's if I wanted to watch someone struggle to score, I'd bring Tommy to the bar. Just want you to know. Damn! <laughs> wow, he had that, that shit. He had that shit on deck. Yeah, he did. He did, dude. Fucking he premeditated a. that. That fucking was insult, so dude. premeditated. That was so premeditated. Soccer's for fucking Sally's. I can't dude, play baseball. He's been or premeditating that joke. How long do you think it took him? Ah, two months. No. Longer than that, you think so? No, I'm a pretty witty guy. If you ask well, you me. can't go off the. You can't judge him by his face. You know? <laughs> You're such a dick. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt at two months, but yeah. um, I've been thinking a couple of years, man. <laughs> been stewing on that one. <laughs> oh my god! You ready? Oh to what? That's it? Yeah, man. That's oh, it. Thanks, man. Gavin. Thanks for coming on, bro. Sick. Appreciate you. Everybody, check out the new merch. 
please leave us a review and a rating. Um, Did anyone notice how Cal's voice went up an octave when he started talking like that? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for... So don't do that. I've been hanging out with you and Gavin for an hour, so I got really excited that this is almost over. Oh, damn. <laughs> Fucking A. Check out the Roast. new merch slash shop. One more thing. <laughs>